Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome on today's show We have Patricia Lohan She is everything to do with feng shui If you're looking to move the furniture in the house And make sure it creates flow and energy This is your gal Hello and welcome to the show How are you today? Hi Aaron, thank you so much I'm good, thank you Tell us about how like, how did you get into doing, uh, like, was feng shui your, your background or did you go and do something else before that? Or <laughs> I love this. Like, this story is like, how long is a piece of string? Yeah. Um, so I actually got my first book. My first book's about feng shui when I was 15. So I've always been interested in this um, topic. I feel like it's very much my soul, soul's calling to help people work with the energies of their home to align them with their highest um, um, good and you know that really that is one of my it's something that really hooked me so early on and I remember reading the books and being like oh my god this is going to be amazing and making my mom hire a feng shui expert like to come and look at her house and to look at their their, their business and you know just it was really something that I knew in me that was very, something powerful and it was a real deep knowing um, but obviously when we're in our normal lives like I was very much the black sheep around this feng shui thing as a teenager um, and I you know follow the thread of what everyone else is, was doing you know it's like you finish your finish school you go do your leaving cert you do go to university and as I said to you I went to university in Limerick I studied business and kind of my parents were entrepreneurs so I thought oh you know what I, I don't I want to you know I want to I want to get a normal job and be normal um, but that didn't quite work out according to plan uh, so when I did go and follow that um, it just didn't it didn't suit me at all to be working in a cubicle and not really expressing myself so eventually I ended up coming back after doing a couple of years traveling and working abroad in marketing 
coming in with helping my dad set up a new business and I worked with him for and my family in the family business for seven years which was a bar and restaurant and off license I basically read it I did kind of like a bit of everything uh, and I gave my heart soul everything to it but while I was in that job as the years progressed I started becoming more and more miserable and on the external my life looked great I had a beautiful little two-door BMW I had lots of designer clothes I was in the papers all the time I had you know money and a great apartment and you know everything looked really shiny and beautiful and outside but on the inside I would go home and cry every Friday I was really my soul was crying and really saying there's something else for you in this world world what the hell are you doing I started very slowly into my spiritual journey and interestingly enough where I worked my very first teachers all came through the door of that business and with my um, desire I literally was magnetically attracting these people into my sphere into my world that really helped change me and my life and my direction of my life so my first yoga teacher came in my first meditation teacher an introduction to astrology a woman came in you know I just started really attracting these people and that was when I started doing more yoga, meditation, going for personal healing sessions with people and you know, getting into energy work. And the energy work really started shifting a lot of things in me. So I gave up drinking, I stopped going out, I became more like so much more really into this holistic world. And it was an amazing process on the inside, but and I, I was really loving it. But at the same time, I was still kind of stuck in, in the job. And my mom uh, when my parents went to Australia to visit my sister and when they they came back everyone was asking my mom like what you know like oh my god I must be so sad leaving your daughter behind in Australia blah 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 and mom was like no she's so happy why why would I be sad like I my my mission is that my daughters my children are happy and she came in and saw me and I just remember that moment her seeing me and she's like oh hang on a minute Patricia's not happy at all and she said I think you need to leave and basically up out of nowhere um, I said yes I'm gonna go and I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher and now just to put this into perspective I was doing more yoga I was going to one yoga class a week like it wasn't like I was really deeply immersed in this like me going to turn to become a yoga teacher was like everyone was like what the hell so I went to India for a month and I ended up staying for a year and a half and um, basically just opened up the floodgates to this spiritual world and all of these beautiful amazing gifts that I have been given um, in terms of like channeling and reading and energy working and, and just all these beautiful beautiful magnificent um, just gifts really uh, and it was an amazing journey and on that journey I, I fell in love with sound healing and vibration and energy work uh, so deeply so I returned to Ireland and started doing sound healing and working with clients one-to-one running gong baths you know teaching people how to do sound healing really that really kind of exploded for me it was amazing but what started to happen at the same time was clients came to me for work and and I would ask them about their kitchens or their living rooms or what's going on with your house or you know and that's when you know I had actually you know had this insight already in my soul from an interest from a teenager about feng shui and started diving deeper into it and when the student's ready the teacher appears and several um 
teachers came into my world at that time and I dove much deeper than I had done ever um, when I started studying that practice and that really was a big transition for me into realizing that we as energy beings have to work on ourselves and our own energy and really clear any of the blocks and all of that it's fantastic amazing work using vibration sound you know all the beautiful modalities but our physical environment is directly impacting us every single day and if we like we often take it for granted we take our homes for granted we take our space for granted and that was where a huge shift really happened for a lot of my clients then that I said look let's do the feng shui or they would meet me in the street and say you used to always talk about this you know come do the feng shui and that's when things really just turned um, for me to want to focus on doing the home first you know it is our home it is a place that we spend so many hours every single day and it can be either um filling us up with energy with with positive energy or can be depleting us it can be either attracting what we want helping us attract what we want in our lives or actually repelling it um, and once this really dropped in for me i realized the power of that and really wanted to go further so I started feng shui in um, my apartment for love. I met my husband very soon afterwards. He had also been interested in feng shui in his 20s. You know, it was very um, divinely orchestrated. And, and that's where my journey like began with feng shui it was just in my therapy room with my clients and then doing it for myself. And they're like, hey, hang on a minute. Uh, this, is, this is powerful stuff. Um, so once we got married, we decided to move to Bali. Um, and that was, uh, really beautiful and that's how I really started doing feng shui online um, and really turning on its head really doing feng shui a new way because as you introduced it it's, it's often known for moving furniture for you know getting the energy moving but what does that really mean um, for me feng shui is acupuncture for your home um, your the, the building you are living in has a vibrational frequency imprint and it is really very potent and that frequency is invisible but when we work with the feng shui it shows us and gives us a lot of answers of why things in our lives are not moving or flowing in the way they want that we want them to be um so there can be a quite um, a misalignment between our own energy and the energy of our house. And when we work with the energy of our house, that really creates a very, very potent environment, you know, for our dreams and for our powerful work that we're doing ourselves, our own personal development to be supported. And your home then becomes a co-creator in your dreams. So, you know, when we work with the energy of a house, it is almost like the, you know, just like the soil, you know, you if you put try and plant seeds out on barren soil that hasn't been tended to, that hasn't got any water, that's dry, it, the, the seeds are not going to grow. They're just not going to, or they're going to really struggle. Or do you put them, put the seeds into beautiful fertile soil with the perfect light, the perfect conditions, the perfect energy? That's where our dreams are going to unfold, and that's what for me feng shui is all about. It just shows you that uh, our, our home has a living environment that affects us internally and externally. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, uh, while you were in India, which was a month which turned out to be more longer, what did you learn to, to help you grow into your your true self to provide mm-hmm. the feng shui and the sound healing? 
Yeah. So I feel like what happened was, first, first of all, physically, yoga opened my body. Um, I was never able to like touch my toes or anything like that. I wasn't really a naturally flexible person. But all of a sudden, my body started to physically open. And with that physical opening of my body, it was like I opened up. I opened up to allowing this connection with the divine, to this connection with spirit, this connection. And when you open up to that that connection and that sense of trust, that really was a big part. You know, I didn't have lots of money. I just was kind of like winging it. And that sense of real trust that we are ultimately always supported and things are working out for us once we are fully connected to spirit and the divine. And that was a really huge part because, for example, one of the things was I brought angel cards with me to the ashram. And one day I was just shuffling them, you know, picking my angel card and looking at it. And this guy came and tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, oh, do you do card readings? And I was like, "Eh, no. And he was like, oh, do me, do me. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I didn't realize um, that that's what was, this is what was going on. Really this tapping into divine to opening up to the opportunities, opening up to this flow of energy and this deep alignment. So this guy came, he, he sat in front of me and I said, Oh, pick three cards. Like I honestly had like never done this before. Pick three cards. And um, he picked the three in the first one. I talked about it blah, 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 and he was like, wow, that's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So accurate. Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I really just read what was, what I saw with the cards, but it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that this was going to have such an impact on him. The second card, he started crying and I was like, oh, wow. So the card he got was Akasha and I was just talking about how important it is to connect to spirit and blah, 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 and, you know, whatever the, the details of the card was. And he was gay and he was an Indian um, gay man. And in Indian culture, that is really, really frowned upon and um, very dangerous, actually, for gay men. Um, so they often go by a pseudo name. And the pseudo name that he went by was Akasha, the card that he had pulled. Um, and for me, this really was just a huge, like, oh, OMG moment of like, wow, like his frequency, he, he pulled that card to really um, back up, you know, that he was, you know, doing the right thing. And, and he just was blown away. And, and for me, I was blown away equally. And I think that that's one of the parts of this magic of the energy world is that um it's very simple you know that's one of the big things is like keeping it very simple these tools and these modalities it's not rocket science and sometimes we like to try and overcomplicate things so that was one of the things was really just opening up to spirit um as part of that journey i also had the pleasure of meeting the amazing amazing wonderful um, masaru omoto who taught about messages in water and the power of thoughts and words on water and the power of this this frequency of these words on water Um, And then ultimately our bodies, since we are 75% to 80% water. And that really led me down this this thread of realizing, like watching our thoughts, watching our vibration, watching what we surround surround ourselves with, um, because it's directly impacting our energy being ourselves um, through the water and and the vibration and frequency. Um, And then it really was an evolution, you know, as I... um, just trusted the right people came into my life. So one day in the ashram, I was um, sitting 
literally sitting down and they were saying, oh, we want someone to to present, you know, to do the presentation for the for this event. And my hand shut up. And I didn't do that. Physically, my hand went up, but my brain, my own, I was like, I'd have never done this. And I nominated myself to sing um, at this event. And I was like, okay, like that is one of the core things for me is you know, being seen and giving myself permission to be seen and heard. And that was another huge growth lesson in standing in front of people, sharing what I was passionate about and and being accepted for that, which was uh, huge as well, because obviously these modalities, especially years ago, um, you know, I ended up bringing back sound healing. So I was like, I think a lot, I don't know what was going on that time astrologically uh, for me. You know, it was a huge awakening and a huge time of shift for me. But um, we went out one day and I saw these Tibetan singing bowls and I was like, wow, they're beautiful. And everyone was getting really excited. And I didn't really get excited about them, to be honest. And um, I remember holding one in my hand and saying, well, if I'm, if I'm to buy one of these, I need to know more. And the irony of that comment, becoming the singing bowl girl in Ireland, selling and shipping and being the core provider of sound healing instruments in Ireland a few years later because I called that in. I knew the vibration and the frequency of these bowls was so powerful for helping us get out of our fear state, for helping us getting out of our normal state of being, which is go, 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 go busyness. And with the bowls with the, and the vibration, when you drop into this alpha state, you really place meditative, receptive place of allowing in that place trust and that's where I saw the deepest transformation with people when we brought people into this place and that was you know that also unfolded you know I held the bowl in my hand and a few months later I like decided I'm going at least came my meditation with I was like I'm going to Nepal and this was not part of my plan so I ended up going up to Nepal being like, what the hell am I doing here? And every day passing those singing bowls and literally finding a guy who sought out, who taught, I went looking for yoga and ended up finding a teacher who taught sound healing. And that was really the part of this journey. And I really do feel that people who are listening here today, people who come across my world are here for a reason. You know, I, I, there's no accidents in at all. You know, if you've been um, praying for a miracle and you end up on a call like, me talking about feng shui something in your house is blocking the flow of what you want you know and the universe is is really providing the answers and the cues all the time around you but we just try not we just try to block it ourselves like and sabotage ourselves and we don't realize that all the time those signs are there and it's really about giving your chance yourself a chance to like listen to the signs to see what's going on what's around you the people and that was also back to those days in the restaurant you know that yoga teacher could have just come in and walked by me but I interacted with him and I engaged and I took that first move of action to integrate that into my life and go to the class. And when I did, I never missed another yoga class, you know, really of his. And he was like, you never missed another yoga class. And I recruited so many people for his classes as well. So yeah, it was a, it's a, that really was what happened on that journey in, in India. Um, just opening up my voice through chant, sound, vibration, frequency was really what it, what, what it did. It's, it's fascinating how um, when we 
look back and, and tell our story how these little threads are being knitted together to make a, a jumper mm-hmm. that is our that is technically our, our journey yeah um, for sure and and um you know this this whole thing I remember sitting on the banks of the Ganges with a with an Indian um, man who I'd met at a chanting class and he started saying to me have you heard of Vastu and he started talking to me about Vastu and it was uh, the um Indian version of feng shui and I'm like there's no accidents you know he sat with me and we discussed it and I said oh yeah this sounds like feng shui you know and that was at that time when I was just open to receiving the signs open to receiving the messages and taking action on those that guidance you know and if I hadn't have like demanded that book about feng shui when I was 15 that my friends were like are you crazy like what are you talking about you know would I be here today perhaps not but it was just those gentle nudges and those whispers from the universe that really give us that 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 like push forward um and I I always like I'm just intrigued because I heard an amazing amazing interview by um, a feng shui teacher who they did an analysis of homes uh to study the vibe the frequency of a home that has been feng shuied um before it was feng shuied afterwards and what happened was that the energy of the home became and moved into that alpha theta frequency exactly that same state that i help helps people to get into with sound healing into this place of ease and flow and balance and what it's about is actually when you look out at nature and that's what feng shui is all about when we look out at nature everything moves at a perfect rhythm you know the trees grow at a perfect rhythm every flower is just perfection and when we look at that that vibration and that frequency of nature that's what feng shui is doing that's what we're doing we're actually bringing the elements in to a home to balance the energy so it becomes that vibration of nature that vibration of nature when you drop into that place you're then in a state of just absolute allowing in flow and allowing and peace and that's when where the joy comes that's where creation comes from where you feel that sense of like oh my god my space is so aligned energetically with these elements all the elements of nature come together in the home when we work with feng shui on that deeper level um to balance it and when we get into that balanced state we really truly touch into that state of like everything growing perfectly and working out perfectly and that's how I see these huge shifts for my clients because they come they're in this in their homes that are literally um there's so much friction and such energy that's of tension that then it's literally pushing what they want away from them rather than allowing themselves to to step into that state of um kind of grace energetic grace you mentioned about nature how how can we apply the the nature flow or the nature into a, a living environment which is our home yeah so um you know obviously just even bringing plants into your house like real plants into your house is going to be great like bring flowers in um i really love um the idea of making your home become a vision board for your future so that when you are in your space it is really resonating with what you are creating why you are here and that sense of where you're going oftentimes i see houses and homes that become shrines to the past um and very stuck you know so whether they have like lots and lots of like ornaments or lots and lots of books from like 10 years and I remember working with a lady um in her house and she had a bookcase that was there before she moved in and I was like well when did you move in she said well that bookcase and those books have been there since I moved in and I said when did you move in she said 37 years ago 
And I'm, I said, you mean that that has not moved in 37 years? She's like, no. And she said, I don't think anyone's even taken a book off the shelf. And that's, you know, that's obviously a very extreme version. But what happens with things that are left for um, a longer time, for any length of time that are not being used, not being, um, you know, exactly being used, like the energy isn't moving around them, creates stagnancy. So when you create that stagnancy, and when you think stagnancy, you're like, oh, what does stagnancy mean? Like, think of a small puddle of water or a smelly a pond. So the pump has been turned off and it goes all green and slimy and gross. Ugh. Like, it goes all stink and stagnant. That's what we're creating energetically in that part of our home. So it's important to really look at everything in your home and say, like, does this, like, do I move it? Do I use it? Um, is it working? You know, if it's broken, it's it's depleting the energy of your home. You know, if it's been in, untouched and just being ignored, it's also blocking the flow. So it's very important to look at each and every part of your home and look at each part piece deeply and then go, okay, do I need it? Does it resonate with where I'm going? And if not, time to let it go. It, it's interesting how if you move a, a piece of furniture an inch to the left or inch to the right, it, it changes the, the whole lighting and flow mm-hmm. of, a, of a room, which is which we don't yeah. think. We, we just look at the room as a, a functional, you know, go to bed, wake up, use the bathroom, have breakfast, dinner, lunch, and that's it. And watch TV, you know? Oh my God, totally. Like, and this is where, you know, um, there's, there's many layers. So, you know, for example, when I talk to someone about feng shui, I go, oh, there's so many layers of feng shui. The very extra like outer air layer is you know um keeping the place clean you know that's gonna like freshen the energy up but just like um if you have like a really serious like illness or condition putting on a new pair of shoes isn't going to make you better so you know painting the house is going to make the field fresher but it's not going to change the fundamental energy of the home it's just going to go oh that's nice or you know just that so it's very subtle that's a very like the the exterior level first and then when you move like a little bit deeper you can look at some really like logical things in a house and they become practical um feng shui tips that often becomes part of what feng shui is seen for like oh keep your toilet seat down you know hygienically it's a good idea to keep your toilet seat down but when we look at it from a feng shui perspective we're looking from an energy perspective so when you open up your front door the energy flows into your front door and from flowing into your in your front door um, when I talk about energy I'm talking about money luck blessings opportunities you know job offers you know all of that like romance whatever it is that you want is coming in you want to bring it in but you want it to stay in so the energy moves around like a river and if it if it goes to the toilet you've got the toilet open it's going down the loo like there's these spaces that it's literally leaving so we want to keep oh keep the energy in same goes for if it comes in the front door and there's a big window on the other side like literally it comes in like oh we don't want you go out the front door out the back window and it's gone so if there's like stagnant things in the space it's going to block it so that's like another like another layer of just those small tips you know keep your windows clean you know your windows are the eyes of your home so it's like how you look out into the world like what do you see where are you going what are you bringing in so that's the kind of like you know on the on the outer edges function and then we do talk about positioning when it comes to like some things with furniture and oftentimes oh should my couch go in the window boom are designed in there's nowhere else to put there's nowhere else to put the bed you know you can only fit it there and that's where I really want to bring feng shui out into a more like practical you know place it's like where do you put your bin you know your bin where is easy make sure you empty it regularly so it's being 
the placement of furniture, the only main thing like more that feel more important for me are of your, you know, can you see the door to the wall behind you? You know, that, that kind of thing is important because it can lead to overwhelm if you're not on the other way. So that's where we kind of get into the more nitty gritty of the layers of feng shui and how they how they can be directly, it can be impacting on so many different fronts. Outside of those layers, is that kind of the, the, fund, the fundamentals of, of what feng shui is? Um, no, actually, like I'm moving down this far on the area you have like kind of like you know paint house clean your windows you know and then you have strategically placement of furniture and especially like office chairs beds and things like that are important and then down to the next layer is like your house is like a person just like i talked about energy and frequency your house is like a person it has a personality and uh, like a very happy, abundant, mind energetic place, uh, home, or it's not. And um, that's where we kind of dive deeper because every part of your home has a um, function. So, for example, um, our bodies, you know, we have a heart. It's doing its job. You know, we have lungs. It's do- they're doing their job. Um, our house is very similar. Every part of your home represents a different part of your life and, um, and or business, you know, if you work from home as well. So, for example, the um, love and marriage area is the southwest area. So when I um, wanted to attract my partner or husband into my life, I worked on the southwest area of my home. I decided that I would declutter it. I, I put some um, beautiful love heart rose quartzes there, a pair, a picture of, of um, two people embracing. You know, so these things that were symbolic of, as I said, what it is that you want to create, what it is you want to attract. And I removed things that would that didn't look aligned with what I wanted. So for example, if I had like a picture of a single woman, I would recommend getting rid of it. Just putting out a picture of a couple, you know, instead. So there's that's kind of the next layer down in terms of every part of your home represents a different part of your life. And that's where people kind of think, oh, that's it. You know, they feel like that's the line drawn with feng shui. You know, um, when it comes to even just that whole thing, like feng shui is acupuncture for your home. It's about the hidden energy. It's about the energy that you can't see, but what is manifesting in your life. So for example, um, I've had clients who have had money issues and um, like a lot of clients have come to me really struggling, maybe about to lose their home or on the verge of bankruptcy or really in a state of like real stress. Um, and they've like a high pain point. And I look at the energy of what's going on underlying the fundamental hidden energy in that prosperity area. And then I'm like, oh, actually what's going on here is it's not happy it's a really negative energy and it's literally blocking the flow of abundance. And what we do is we bring in the elements, specific ones for each area that's going to balance it. So for example, one client of mine, um, Talmar, her, her, um, the nice thing about feng shui is that it's for your entire house. You know, it's for your entire house, but it's your entire family. So when someone decides to embrace feng shui in their home, it's going to have a ripple effect out into your husband or your partner and your children. And, you know, it's like a very positive ripple effect for everyone. Now, when, and um, when, um, yeah, Talmar, we looked at her career area and her career area needed some fire element. Now, 
this is not um you know this is very specific and when we work with feng shui we actually look at the year the house is built the way the direction it's in you know there's a lot of complex complicated uh, um, uh, calculations that we do when we actually do feng shui it's literally not just like oh i intuitively feel this it's actually based on a total science that's five thousand years old um and when we run those numbers and do those calculations then i can see okay well there's unbalance in this part of your home um you need to bring some say for example fire element so she brought in a purple um she brought in purple which is fire element into her into her um career area and the next day um her son got a scholarship worth seventy thousand dollars her husband got a new contract and she got asked to be on a board of advisors for a university that she's like really wanted to be uh, a part of and she's like oh my god like this is all like all of our careers and life journeys have just been completely transformed like sometimes it happens very quickly you know little windfalls or monetary windfalls for people and other times it can just be from kids who are fighting all the time to not fighting anymore you know to you know more romance in your relationship to calling in your relationship you know last year we had three engagements and two weddings in our program which is always a great celebration we've had people have babies people get new jobs you know so it's it's a very positive um practice that really has very huge implications on people's lives because you know your home is supporting what it is that you want to call in in your life um and then there's the next layer down um when it comes to feng shui that not just the actual energy of the each area but our house has its own personality so it's either good for money or bad for money you know it is either you know and that's or bad for people or good for people so you know i've had clients who have come to me and they're like oh my god like I know already that like every time I make money, it's gone out the door as quick as I have it made, it's gone no matter how hard I work. And that can be really a struggle for people because they're like, I'm working so hard. I'm doing everything what everyone says. I'm doing the personal development. And that, that then is like, well, actually your house is just not supported for money, but we can fix it. And this is the beauty of feng shui. It kind of gives an explanation for why things are not quite working the way that you want and then how to fix it. And um, that's very specific. And that's something that we do with all of our clients. And it's not, you know, some people message me asking me, my house is facing north. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have like a huge calculations to do like before I could give you any uh, accurate, correct um, advice. And often, Oftentimes, that's where feng shui um, gets a little bit um, confusing because people think that it's just like, I'm just going to tell them to move furniture. And I'm like, no, 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 like, I don't really mind about that. I'm more interested in what's going on energetically. And when we work with the energetics, that's where we see the bigger transformation. Now, interestingly enough, the nice part is for people who are doing the energetic work and they've been doing a lot of like clearing and healing. And I had a lady in Australia, Miriam, who teaches a manifestation and manifestation and money and mindset and, and all this um, and when she joined the program she really was like oh my god I can't believe I didn't connect that I teach people to be in alignment with themselves with their dreams with their visions um, and not their homes and when she really joined the dots of the house her business doubled the first month and trebled the second month and the reason she joined was actually just for her kids to start to, to like have a more positive experience with their children and that did unfold as well but when you've been on this personal development journey for a while, it really does amplify your results. It really helps you um, to move forward a lot quicker. Yeah, it, it shows you that um, 
we live in our environment and our environment dictates of who we are and what we are um, 360 view in all aspects of life um, are there are there different types of feng shui out there or is that the, the only one oh, that's practiced this is a great question yeah it's a great question there's actually two schools of feng shui um, and that kind of kind of confuse people a little bit as well um, there's a more generic practice um, which I don't practice um, it's more about like where you and often people were like oh I stand at the front door and my prosperity here is over to this certain corner and I'm like yeah like for me like people Every single house is completely unique. There are no two houses that are the same, that are built on the same land, that they have the same energetics. Because also, who knows what's gone on in that house beforehand as well. So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of things coming at it. So there's a more generic style, which was brought from the east to the west. Um, and it's a Western style. We call it kind of like basket food feng shui. Now, this has great results for some people um for me personally i'm like no two houses are the same and i'm really um a huge advocate for like the specific for specifically um focusing on your own uh, on the, the the um house as a you know very unique being just like we work with each person you know like if you're giving someone a massage you'll give them one person it'll be always going to be different you know their bodies are different their energies are different so, so you mentioned that uh, when you were in India, you discovered that there was an Indian version of feng shui. Are there are there different um, like you know like each country has their own cuisine and, and food? Is it the same in um, feng shui? Not quite. Um, I think that also really when you think about it, you know the Taoist um, feng shui philosophy from the east. And also you have like the yogic philosophy, like it, it makes sense that they looked at their environments, you know, and you look at the uh, pyramids, all of these sacred sites were all built um, or these build, these beautiful churches are all built very, very, very um, in very specific auspicious places. So there's no accident. And they knew this in ancient times, but specifically what's kind of come to the forefront right now is, is feng shui. Um, and that's too for some people who are called to it. Yeah. So you, you mentioned about singing bowls. What what are singing mm -hmm. bowls, and what's the difference between a normal singing bowl and a Tibetan singing bowl? And um, so, singing bowls um, are metal bowls which are a combination of up to seven to nine different blends, of different types of metals, and once they're made. They um, really emit, once they're made, they then create a, um, a specific sound and that will then resonate with a different chakra. So they can kind of connect with any chakra. But really what happens with them, first of all, they work with vibration. So the vibration shifts energy. And that's, um, you know, that's what we're doing with feng shui. That's what you do with, um, with acupuncture. They put a needle in to shift the energy um, so the bowls are very powerful which is the vibration alone that they emit helps shift energy so they're beautiful like that um, and they also then help people come into a space of deep relaxation because of the frequency that they emit so when you go for like certain a gong bath or for a meditation with sound healing um, it can really help you drop into this alpha theta space 
this alpha theta state is one of them it is the most powerful state brain state to be in um when we want to heal relax and allow and connect with the divine but also just with ourselves and the more we are in this alpha state the less stress we have the healthier we are um and it's a very powerful place for us to be so that's really what the bowls do they help you bring into you to this place um i've seen miraculous things shift for people in terms of like the vibration and the sound alone when you deeply relax you know people have like cured ankle ailments and pains and you know just really powerful um emotional responses as well because the vibration of the bowls if we want to release one of the easiest ways to release through tears and to get it up and out of our system so anything that's trapped in our body it also helps release so it's um it's very powerful i love using um the bowls also for space clearing um and i use them as part of my practice in terms of my the 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 feng shui as well like helping clear the space energetically of anything that's gone on before so when you um use and that's the nice thing is like going to that deep space of alpha theta and your house then becomes that so then you become aligned more with that frequency awesome you're combining the the energy with the sound energy which is you're combining it all into one big room a house of of energy flow which is amazing mm-hmm. um yeah for sure so in order to to um combine the positive of the internal and positive of the external to equal um uh abundance in life is is there a way to combine like a, a singing bowl and like if you go to a hotel room or if you go to someone's house to stay or is it just in your own house oh my god like totally you can you can use sound I often like if I don't have a singing bowl I might have a small bell or a chime and to help shift the energy so for sure if you're going somewhere new I would certainly recommend like a hotel room to stay for a night like do some energy work like do some you know sound healing or you know not even sound healing but like use a bell or a bowl to go around and just clear the space or even clap your hands so that you're just clearing away anything that's been residually negative there left left and for you to allow um uh, in new energy so you're not impacted by it it's interesting how we we are impacted by energy and we're sitting in and out of the alpha brainwave state you know mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure it'd, it'd be cool if you just switch a, a switch on the head and say oh, yeah I'm, I'm there instead of doing all these other stuff to get there i know i know i know so if there was a if someone met you on the the street and they said patricia you know is there anything um of of the knowledge you've gained or the experience um, what advice would you give them i would say to them to start going back to their home and just start with just walking at your front door and looking at your front door and just feel heart rise or um fall when you get there like look at the door feel into like how do you feel about your home have you taken it it for granted what you do do to really you know improve it just quickly by like cleaning cleaning the front door and um, having a look around what's there that's broken or depleted so you could just move that out to make space for new um so really for me it's about re-engaging with the energy of your home so that it really becomes your friend wow um and if people want to uh, get in touch or want to uh, find more about you where can they find you yeah, they can find me at patricialohan.com. I actually have a guide there, the five sneaky ways that your um, 
home is sabotaging your bank account and how to fix them. <laughs> so you can um, go there and get that if you're interested in feng shui for your office or your home office. And I also have a guide there about feng shui for your office. And I also have tons of tips. So patricialowen.com, I've done the little video tips, which is little tiny things that you can do to shift the energy of your home very quickly. Um, and um, that's at patricialowen.com. And my book is at patricialowen.com forward slash book. That's called The Happy Home. And it's very much a beginner's guide to feng shui. Thank you so much for coming on to the show to share what you got to share. It's been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, um, really do reach out if you're here listening. It's a, The universe is kind of knocking on your door saying, you know, it's time. There's something going on. You know, you need to look into this a little bit about your environment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.